and welcome to the third episode of Drawing a Dialogue Presents. Here on Dad Presents, we interview comic educators, academics, historians, and anyone else involved in comic scholarship. Dad Presents is released on the same feed as Drawing a Dialogue, but is in addition to our regular episodes. My name is Kathy G. Johnson, and E. Jackson is our other host, but I'm flying solo with our guest today. On this episode of Dad Presents, I am interviewing Priscilla Carrion. Priscilla is a visual artist, educator, and member of many group collectives and nonprofits in Providence, which is what we're talking about today. Priscilla is going to tell us about her history, building community within collectives, starting out as a student and moving towards volunteers, staff, and even board positions. We will be talking about group, local groups such as Ecos Theatre, Sista Fire, New Urban Arts, and Girls Rock Rhode Island. We've talked about some of these organizations on Drawing a Dialogue before, and I was really excited to get the perspective of someone who has been involved with them in different capacities for a long time. One note is you may notice that my microphone gets slightly staticky in this episode, and it's because I was using my old microphone, Priscilla had my new one, and my microphone just completely broke during this recording. But I still think it sounds great. Priscilla is awesome. I was so happy that she agreed to interview with me, and I'm really excited for you to listen to our interview. So let's just get to it. Um, so why don't we get started? So why don't you introduce yourself and say your name, um, where do you live, and what you do? Uh, my name is Priscilla Carrion, and I live in Providence, Rhode Island. I make Excel art and also sew in various capacities. Mm -hmm. I try to do art projects in the community whenever I can. Um, we live near like, by you. Yeah, like a, like a street or two <laughs> I know. away from each other. Yeah. Right? You, did so you easy. walk over? No, but I almost biked over. Okay. Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like tempting. I passed by it a lot. So yeah. Yay. So what arts nonprofits or organizations have you been involved with or are currently involved with? Okay. Um, so w in the beginning, <laughs> um, I w well, in high school, I was in New Urban Arts, which we both know of. And um, prior to that, I had experience as a kid. And that might have been 1997, the beginning part of it. But mm -hmm. my mom and a group of her friends initiated and started an after school type program. And it, her friends were just uh, other Latina women in her community and a lot of them were teachers in the Providence school system. So she and these these women did this after school thing called ECAS Theater. And Ooh, it still exists actually. Which is kinda wild. How do you spell that? Um E C A S. E A S. Is it in Rhode Island? Have you lived yeah. your entire life in Providence? Um yeah, pretty much. And then okay. I left post college for a minute because um, I went to RISD. Oh, right. Um, so I stayed for college or whatever and then went away for like three years just to work and like get out. <laughs> yes, of course. That makes <laughs> and sense. And then came back and, st and stuff. But yeah, so the organization that my mom had been a part of was maybe my first experience with that. But then cool. um, I sometimes I had forgotten that because it was like with a group of her friends that they started like organizing at like the dinner table or at home. Yeah. So then, but they're all like wanting to work on this project. So they just rented a space on Broad Street. I just have memories of me and my brother like going there on weekends and painting the room, yeah. like from and like helping set up the space. How old were you when um, she started organizing? I might have been like 10. 
or 11 ish yeah. or something early yeah, yeah yeah but then so that was like the seedling of like an organized mm-hmm. sort of like group collective type right. practice and when I got really re-sparked about that, wasn't until like years, years later. And I was like, oh yeah, it wasn't, my first experience was prior to New Urban Arts and talking with other friends that are in organizations like um, my friend Sean Ravi had this had mm-hmm. a similar experience and she's a co-founder of um, Sistafire, oh, right, which cool. is also in Providence and just newly two years old-ish, or maybe are close to two years. Organization? They do all sorts of stuff, right? Yeah. So they're not an arts an organization, they're a justice right. um, kind of group. And that involves um, supporting uh, women of color in Rhode Island in their work or lives. And so we have had art-based projects. Mm-hmm. And it's also about building relationships with others. So it's we've done skill shares and stuff like that. Are you involved in Sistafire? Yeah, oh my yeah, gosh. yeah. So, <laughs> which is really fun because Sean Ravi and I have this comparison of like both growing up in Providence. Yeah. And she's is like another level. Like she's been in um, programming positions and stuff. Oh, okay. In like different, admin. Yeah. And yeah. and then plus as co-founder of Sistafire, that's like, I'm just like an advocate and a member, but she's definitely like uh, with Dietra did a huge like they founded it. Cool. But yeah, so that reminds me of the experience that my mom had. And it's kind of cool because it still exists too. It's on Elmwood now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is, is your mom still involved? Um, no. Yeah, yeah. She passed the baton on. Yeah. Is your mom an artist as well? No. Oh. Oh, well, I guess she writes. She's she's a public school teacher um, or she's just retired and she taught um, for like her whole life since uh high school too so it's just cool. um but she she does like writing and poetry cool so she does like those arts and echoes was like is like a theater oh, after school awesome. either theater um place mostly so they do a lot of performance art stuff and they had ballet in the beginning and other weird performance things so cool yeah um so let's not that finish. ballet is weird but <laughs> no <I'm- laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So Eka, just a fire, and then uh, New Urban Arts. Yeah. New Urban Arts. New Urban Arts, which we'll probably call New. Oh my a god. Lot, yeah, that's yeah. sort of what it's yeah, known yeah. as around here. Yeah. Um, New Urban Arts, and then uh, so we have these three. Any more that you? Um, yeah. Is it a huge list. <laughs> well, I'm on the board now at Girls Rock. Awesome. So that's like uh, another a one that's in the sphere right now. Um, Girls Rock, Rhode Island. Rhode Island, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely Nua is like like affected me greatly, and it was oh, one cool. that like it was just like where when people ask me where I graduated from, like I would forget to say you know like the high school name, I'd just be like Nua. <laughs> I graduated from Nua, or like so, it in place your, of yeah. <laughs> so, um, is this your full list? Um, well, maybe more will come up. I think that's okay right now. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> So Ekas, Nua. So you're involved in Ekas. Am I saying it? I, I wasn't really involved in Ekas, though. Oh, you yeah, just I was helped. only a 10-year-old at, during that time. Was it for, so it wasn't for like grade school children? Was oh, it for it like was. high schoolers? It was oh, for okay. young kids. But my mom respected the fact that I didn't want to do ballet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, it was fine. Yeah. So you're but more of a with, visual artist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but you helped set it up as yeah. like a 10-year-old. Or I was just like dragged just around. around. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it just had the experience of like that like collective gathering mm-hmm. and work to create a space together um, from lack of space. So it was definitely, um, I didn't realize how that subliminally, like she Jedi mind tricked that shit onto <laughs> me or something 
of like how it, it was normalized yeah. in that way. To 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 uh, just come work, together yeah, yeah, and yeah. to create space. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So why don't we talk about what Neurban Arts is? So it's a arts organization in Providence, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. It's located across the street from two high schools, right? Yeah. Um, so did you go to one of those high schools? Or? Um, yeah, I did. I went to classical. Okay. And um, it was like most people, like you're just, you just, I just wandered across the street one day and then um, a friend was going. So I went in with that friend. And I think a lot of times like a friend will pull another friend into the space and then, right. yeah. So that's usually how um, it goes. Uh, I think. Yeah. Like, like friends just drag other yeah. friends. And yeah. Yeah. And then out. you realize, cool. yeah. And it might've been their third year in existence too. So it was a lot smaller than it is now. So mm-hmm. it's like a different experience of like size of, uh, I, I don't know. It, I'm sure it's a different experience every year with the different mentors and students and everything. Yeah. But so I, it, it's a after school mentor program and it's open to high school students. So it's usually a college aged esque in that um, realm um, artist mentor that okay. like focuses on different mentors, focus on different like, I guess, materials and techniques like printmaking or um, sewing or painting or, or mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So you can navigate through there. And now it's more open where you can jump into different mentor groups and explore different like groups. As a student? Yeah. And when I was younger, it was like you stuck with that group. Okay. And we we're like the little ducks following this big yeah. duck around, but which is fine. And it was like, what it was at the time with that size of space and everything. So yeah, it was just like magical because it was art lessons outside of what was available to us and which was not a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the public school system. So. Yeah. So what what sort of arts classes were available to you in a school? Um, I don't think it's changed either, but I think it's basically like art class 101. I don't remember. Right. This is a little bit ago. <laughs> I know. I know. Maybe we should establish. <laughs> in, in so, school, yeah. so Nua is like, I want to say 17 years. I don't know. I, I so should strong. know, right? <laughs> I remember I went to their 15 year anniversary. Right. So a, a little like I feels recently, yeah. but I'm also um, getting up there. So <laughs> totally. It's 16 or 17. It's 16 or 17. Yeah. And then, so you were there for year three. So it was like, a maybe the, the original founder would have just left college. <laughs> <laughs> the, the original founder was still there for like the three of the years that I was there. Okay. So you did meet yeah. him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've accidentally read articles by him and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is the same guy who started Nua. Whoa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and actually it wasn't just him. It was a group because it came out of a Brown university class. Right. So it was like a group of four um, or five people like, and also I don't know, like I'm not well read in the history. What if we did, I'll pivot into that. I definitely <laughs> would. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was great. And then, um, I left there to go, um, cause just school got busy and RISD got busy and it's right. good to leave the nest, you know? So you were at New Urban Arts as a student. Yeah. So you had classes available to you in high school, but you don't even quite remember what they were. Yeah, they were like, um, and you couldn't take it full year. It would be like you had to choose an art or an elective for that one semester. And then art might not float back around until the uh, next year. Right. So 
Um, and it just felt like there were, it was like, there was less and less art classes the longer, like each year that I was in high school. It was like, they were slowly disappearing. When did you graduate high school? Um, it was 2003. Okay. Yeah. 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 But then talking to high school students now, I don't think that like there's a huge amount of art classes still there. And plus if the amount of people that go to Girls Rock and New Urban Arts now, Mm -hmm. it just seems, yeah, there should be more. (laughs) Right. So Girls Rock and New Urban Arts are like down the street from each other and they're Mm -hmm. both across the street from these two large high schools in Providence. Yes. Yeah. So it's really interesting that the the, right across the street are these nonprofits that are serving because there's also Youth Pride, Mm -hmm. which is for LGBTQQIA Mm -hmm. youth. Yes. I think they go up to 25, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that they're like right across the street from this, these schools. And they, has yeah. Nua been in the same location this whole time? They were right where a Youth Pride were. Oh, okay. That was their original. And then above them, Youth Pride is also PSU, Providence Student Union, I think. Ooh, are they still, th- they're there. I think they were there okay. until like, uh, maybe I, they're not there. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that But one. they were there um, mm-hmm. like last year at least. And, oh, okay. Um, then they must... Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, totally. And and then they moved, they just moved across the street, two buildings down. On the same side of the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was like at, with their growth and just um, needing to expand programming a little bit to, I mean, not like just still have it the same thing as, which is like after school cool. mentoring, but just have it for a larger space because the um, population of students was increasing. Okay. And, um, I also, when I, towards the end of college, I started working there as um, a studio cool. manager. So like 2007, had, 2008. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, and so I remember like one of those years around that time, it goes so packed. It was like, yeah, we had to like start doing check-in with the little button thing yeah. to make sure we're at like a safe number. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Cause it was just like, we would just like, you would, it would be like you're at a concert or something. It was really funny. Oh yeah, capacity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when you were a student, what uh, sort of arts programming did you do at NUA? Um, I was just a regular there, and um, the thing that okay. I like about them is, um, and their programming uh, is that it's open to any Providence youth um, in high school age range, and it's free, and they don't like make it mandatory for you to attend. Um, which cool. was huge, especially yeah. as a high school kid. Free and non-mandatory. Cool. Yeah. And so that like just opened it up to like that sort of thing that they've always kind of like worked on, which is like that they understood and respected youth and like the responsibility level of yeah. being part of programming or art and just had that openness of uh, you don't have to admit. It's like they're already, we're already leaving like a very like institutional building. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did <laughs> and they to have, go back into. Yeah, yeah. And to like get in line sort of, um, sort of like attendance thinking. Right. So um, having that open was great. And then plus you just have so many like things going on in addition. So it's yeah. like respectful of people's like crazy different lives and schedules. Too. Yeah. So uh, this is actually something that we talked about over Valentine's Day. Yeah. We had dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fancy. There were no. like 50 other people there. <laughs> yeah. um, so like what kind of, like I, I'm thinking of like homework for teenagers, but like what other kind of responsibilities do you think like students would have? Well, babysitting a younger sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many variables. Uh, 
I can't think of it. Yeah, yeah. But like babysitting's one, homework, um, other like um, after school programs, studying. Uh, if there there's internship programs that are mm-hmm. like more popular or just required of of youth now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like yeah, maybe like home matters. You need to go. Yeah, do something. Do like, like chores some, and stuff. Something at home. Yeah. 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 So yeah. There's openness to that and just the different experiences that each student has. Yeah. So, which makes it like sound kind of casual, but then the drop in thing just works. So, it gives people the opportunity to come in and like, because also just the being able to go into a space to make art without having to pay yeah. or like be required to like produce something like right. tangible to be in the space is like, there's not at that many spaces for people. Cool. In general, so yeah. So you m- mentored? Did you you didn't mentor there? I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So you mentored there in two thousand seven, like during um, college. A couple years after that. After yeah, college. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What year? 2010, 2011? <sighs> Probably twenty twelve. Okay. I waited a while. <laughs> okay. Before I mentored there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so thinking about it, what was the shift like going from student to mentor? Because I guess you were a student. I guess it would have been nine years since you were a student. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it was, they um, nurtured that, I think. Cool. It, it's not the first time that like alumni were in um, positions in the spaces, staff or mentors. Okay. Um, and that was something that I really appreciated, mm-hmm. especially as they grow and the representation in like art instructors. Um, and just mentorship it right. was like, and I was in there early enough that there was no, po- not really a possibility to have alumni. So it was a lot of Brown University and RISD, right? Like people like coming into uh, the community to mentor, right? So that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. And so now, when I was mentoring there, it was quite a few of us that were alumni, cool, and stuck around in town and um, wanted to do that. So it was pretty. Nice. And I, I felt really chill about it because I like remembered some of their <laughs> teachers in yeah. high school and like still like tapped into like 16 year old me too. of yeah. Like that sort of world. So the shift didn't feel like jarring. No. And they cool. make it. And I think that's what I was trying to say earlier, where like they make the playing fields like as a mentor, like breaking down that structure of teacher student. Yeah. As much as possible. And cool. it's like more parallel, like they're learning together. Like when I, one of my mentors, like I wanted to do block printing when I was a kid and mm-hmm. like he had never done block printing, but he, he was answered to it was like, not no. He was like, okay, we're going to get the supplies and we'll learn how to do this together. So cool. it's like the instructor is also a learner and then Cool. That makes it more like intergenerational too. the whole like art education experience, cool. which uh, just is, is nice. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we actually get into the more of the nitty gritty? So it's not mandatory. Students just come in. It's free. Mm-hmm. How are students actually like making art? What's the dr- incentive? What's the drive? And this isn't me talking. This is like... <laughs> What I am imagining teachers, like administrators being like, what if you're not grading them? How are they? <laughs> yeah. Right. So are, do, are they, do they start a project and then they have a f- project to finish? Like, what's it actually look like? Um, it's, it's, 
it's self-driven right um th- through like just giving them ownership of a space cool and yeah like, totally they're just the empowerment of it yeah um that to have like your self-driven project without any expectations on you mm-hmm. or grading or mm-hmm. like and also just the fact that art can be therapeutic and it's like a release like yes i'll just dive into this clay cool or like goop that you mm-hmm. make or whatever <laughs> even if it's just like a pile of paint that you're swishing around yeah um but you're exploring yeah yeah that material and it, it's not with any expectations or end result that like i think is hovering over them a lot in like yeah. school to like thoughts of the future thinking mm-hmm. thoughts of applying to places even if there are like interested in the arts and going to art school you still have to like do the application to the art school and stuff so this is like very low stakes, but like right. open to trying things without that sort of fear of failure, right? Because it's okay to do that, and right? It, and and it, it's so that's I think one of the reasons why those art things for youth are, are good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, why? Yeah. Like so? Like the because it actually instills like like what 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 kind of like skills do you think it's instilling in kids? Um, to be uninhibited. Cool. Um, and to, um, in their creating and, um, taking something that there might be new at or like good at or whatever level and doing it side by side with others yeah. in a way that's like we're all learning together instead of, um, I don't know. A lot of people have like, I remember people felt bad in art class in high school because oh. they didn't know how to draw. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. then like, then you're just like, I'll never, I'll never be an artist. Cause yeah. I don't know how to, and then it's like, no, it's like a practice mm-hmm. and you, and there, what is, it's so subjective. Like what is it? This weirdo doodle is like actually really awesome. Sort of like, <laughs> kind of like yeah. getting that learning out of like perfectionism or whatever. Right. So, um, I think that, is really good because then it like the more creative you are in those in that, but like, so the creative muscle that you're working can seep into so many other things of like seeing um, the world and like connecting with your peers and in this like chaotic art cafeteria style. And then the other thing that I noticed is um, if I, when I've been doing when I have done other projects outside of NUA and outside of like as an independent (laughs) <laughs> maker mm-hmm. um like for projects or or banner making or something and whenever i've had assistance or help and i re- i i find out that they're newest students yeah i'm like a sign of relief comes over because <laughs> i know that they can like understand and handle the chaoticness of like whatever art making situation we're gonna do right and they're gonna make other people feel at ease yeah. which always inevitably happens and i'm like cool. yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah because they're just like art classrooms are chaotic yeah yeah. yeah 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 so that's what i think like yeah people cool. can get out of that cool thank like, you yeah, yeah so you went to rhode island school of design mm-hmm. Do, you went for textiles textiles mm-hmm. awesome and then like what was your art um, school experience what was that like what was it like being at RISD as like a local it was very weird <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was something that I felt good about coming back to NUA and mentoring. And when kids were going off to art school, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, <laughs> I can like debrief. But for me, it was a culture shock going to RISD. Right. Um, and there tends to be like, you're so focused because they keep you so busy. You are in a little bubble in a lot of ways. But then also just all these things of class, I right. didn't have like the experience of. 
right. um, from like public school here or just growing up in Providence in, in that way, in that level. Um, and then percentage wise, there's like a very small percentage of Rhode Islanders that go to RISD too. So it was like interesting and weird and uh, not not bad, but like also not like confident building right. in the way that Nua was. Right. Because I just experienced that kind of like art experience. Mm. So it was like weird. So what? So <laughs> it was more institutional, I guess, what I want to like. It went back to like this classroom and oh. back to grading sort of like thing in the art making world. And I was like, wow. And you feel like that <laughs> took away your confidence. Um. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's also fine because I think that anytime you're in that age range, like things like, I don't know, you're not like, I was just like, you're just figuring it out. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you're, so it's like whatever. But also, yeah, it was like when I've, I've seen a few, like a couple of my new or newest students um, during my years mentoring uh, went to RISD. Okay. Too. And so like when I saw them like in the from your mentorship. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Oh, and okay. a couple in textiles. So I like oh almost my. like fell over and cried when I saw them <laughs> like, as a senior at RISD. I was like, you made it. Yeah. Um, but which is really fun. But yeah, it was also like we could also just like discuss and just the strangeness of art school difference with like sort of this community building um, sort of ragtaggy art experience right making thing at newham yeah but um yeah it's good education whatever (laughs) (laughs) there needs to be like definitely thoughtfulness and like support for that for people and going so kind of what i wished was like if i had more like knew more people that had experience like in art school yeah in art school from town then that would have been fun to have a mentor in that level which is why i think like the whole like alumni cool having like or um being in the mentor sort of roles all, more and more have are able to like yeah just talk with you with students more yeah. about like this experience because they had gone through it too or right or whatever so and this is like a thing across the board with nonprofits, ones that fizzle out and mm-hmm. ones that stand long lasting or more more longer lasting um, tend to be the ones that like get um, rooted into the, um, I think there's just like, I mean, yeah, for sure, like the leadership and mm-hmm. if, if it's just a class project and then it just like floats away because the person, one person was busy holding it down and they mm-hmm. weren't from that community. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think that one, like there just really was a space need for art making yeah. for youth and that's like. Yeah. definitely <laughs> like yeah but the, it's not just like it's new and all like all these other on this like two block radius yeah. that <laughs> yeah it's like wild <laughs> yeah which is like a wonderful and um but then like i don't know why like there's i don't know why each other different ones fizzle out but it's definitely probably like how much they communicate mm-hmm. and um bring people in to make it a community collective sort of um space like one of the big things that Nua has and other spaces like sister fire does too like they they belong to the people that they're trying to serve cool and like keep that as their like they keep their mission statement and values really close to their hearts right and so i think that's like big and then yeah it was it was 
it, it's multiple things. Um, and I think thinking of it as like a group effort thing has helped that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what when Dieter and Sean Ravi talk about their sister fire thing, <laughs> when Dieter and Sean Ravi think about the sister fire as mm-hmm. an entity, they are co-creating it with like all of the members and cool. people and they've made that relevant. And that's not always the teaching of like leadership sort of systems, mm-hmm. although that's changing definitely. And Girls Rock, that's changing a lot. And Nua too. It's just... The the leadership, like actually wanting people to be in leadership positions. Yeah. The want to like, and openness to um, have those be uh, p- other people or more, and not that, or just that there's openness to the voices that they're that yeah. the space pertains to or right. works for which yeah i think is the important or like super important thing because then you'll you'll lose you lose a lot of you need to get all that input and sometimes right. it's of not course. great input and it's good to hear that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's challenging but then it's like good for the growth in the space um sort of like thinking of an, of of making it yeah. an intentional space. So why don't we talk about uh, Girls Rock Rhode Island? So how did you start to get involved with them? Um, so I started out as a volunteer and it was um, helping in um, their summer camps that they have for oh, cool. um, elementary and high school students. When did you uh, start volunteering? Um, that was like maybe five or six years ago volunteered for the merch workshop which is their art um oh, cool. like t-shirt band making workshop which i really like and it's kind of a chaotic um art making space yeah. and so that's when it started out and i did that for a few years and then the person um who's who's um te- like leading it um sarah moved away so then i kind of took over as like kind of leading it and the merch the workshop. merch workshop yeah and but there's and i i think i've volunteered in other little ways um throughout so what years i don't remember it was like so whatever five 20, years ago was <laughs> 2014 yeah 2013 2014 2014 maybe okay yeah and um it was just like hillary just randomly asked me one day hillary knowing, jones who yeah was the executive director yes She's stepping down right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um and just this June, at the end of June, actually. Yeah, I, ju- I just was reading the press release. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. And then I, yeah, I was volunteering for a while and like that and then had like things to say or like experience. And so as like both a volunteer and, and just being around. So I was kind of like uh, thinking about other ways to contribute. Um, and my friend who was on the board there um, invited me to join their board cool. recently. So I ended up joining their board, which is weird to yeah. be on one. Yeah. To be on like a yeah. board of directors. Yeah. 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 Which is fun. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. So what is, what is it? It's, it's you've been the, on it since like January. Um, a l- little bit. Uh, oh gosh. I don't even know. You, it might've been around there. Yeah. Um, Valentine's day. Yeah. So it was like two months before, I saw you then, so maybe in December, actually. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, I joined, and it was during like a transitional phase of um stuff over there, um, and you know the GRCA too as well, well like um the Girls Rock Camp Alliance. Yeah, okay. yeah, GRCA, and so like yeah. there's just different conversations were 
going around in like again the world of nonprofits and like that in the, in that space of like um, needing to do more anti oppression work, right? Um, and things like racial equity and the experience of like what are the different ways that these camps and things are like improving or evolving or the experience that especially POC people have in their spaces. Right. Um, so when I noticed that these topics were coming to light or like within the, the community, the Rhode Island one too, then I decided to join the board because <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, now we can actually like roll up our sleeves and talk. It was very nice to be able to be like joining this group and committees that were um, wanting to do these efforts cool. in changing and shifting power dynamics. Yeah. Um, and throughout the whole experience, it's been like very cool to see that um, cool. sprout up in a lot of ways. And that is from like, I think just in many spaces are having that like in conversations of who you're serving, what experiences have affected all of these organizations. Um mm like between capitalism, patriarchy and like white supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> and just that like is something that nonprofits might have like totally. Yeah, absolutely. Soil in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of like come in and like uh, ass- help like fix this neighborhood sort of thinking. Right. Um, and not that that was like overhead, like really hard in like girls rock or even in other like new necessarily, but like it is something that like, we have we want to address and continue to think about in terms of like who has the skills of um, fundraising and you mm-hmm. know, being an executive director and are people that mm-hmm. tend to be able to go to to the academic route to learn those skills and like right. and so and just that so whole format of a one like the power of the organization is has is within all the unfor- all within the head of like the one person that's the founder or the executive director right. so. Um, most recently there at Girls Rock, there's two, there's two like co-coordinators mm-hmm. and that's kind of like the shift that Hillary is stepping down and these two people are stepping into. But I just like that they're doing a lot of efforts and in, in like just sharing knowledge, yeah. um, reaching out to like figure out what they can do to support volunteers and um, the youth mm-hmm. in that go to the programs in different ways because it's also like that model of volunteerism. Yeah. Which is like also problematic. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. That's just always, like who can yeah. volunteer. Absolutely. And like who has the capacity and, um, and ability to like take a whole week off of work yeah. to volunteer and the different things that like to be able to have these conversations with an organization that has this model of volunteer and nonprofit and to be able to like do that sort of like rethinking things and rebuilding it in in this way is like really like nice. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. And um so we are thinking like the, like and it's both like we're talking about it and we're trying to do it and and like and so there's like the tangible things are like trying to think of ways to make things stipend, um mm-hmm. introducing childcare regularly mm-hmm. um and thinking about like the ways that they can just change in these ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess the thing that I like about them and I think I've seen this modeled in other like mm-hmm. the other ones that I've been a part of is that they're focused in like not just one person's perspective on it and they yeah. they've come to 
acknowledge like they need to know like what other what it's like a mass group and the, to get so like also this year we founded a youth advisory board which Ooh, we haven't had that? i don't know um, we w- it's it's basically oh, a, kids. yeah oh yeah. youth advisory yeah board <laughs> yeah so you're the adult board yeah and then so there's a youth yes board. yeah oh. yeah and it is basically to get their advice and opinion and also have them be more involved in these decision making things um, one of the cool things that Nua has, and they, I use them as a model for me when I'm thinking, like, yeah. what would Nua do um, <laughs> sometimes? But, like, they are, their hiring of mentors and hiring process involves students. So cool. the students decide who mm-hmm. is hired and who is mentoring them, which I think is, like, a super, like, awesome. And it also it's like, oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, why are we not doing that? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's really nice. This is its first year in existence. But there's, like, because of this, all this, like, 10-year anniversary at Girls Rock and just, like, rethinking this, like, the GRCA came out with, like, a zine about racial equity cool. where they had a survey at all the camps or like at many different camps throughout because there's they're all over um the they're place international <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah about different volunteers experience and so there's just like multiple just with that and the 10-year mark and other changes that are like happening um having the youth as a board mm-hmm. was like really really important to be able to weigh in on these like decisions of like layout of space, the name, like the cultural language used in um, Girls Rock across the board, everything. I don't know. They're they're just so new that we're just like figuring ourselves yeah. out too. Um, yeah. But we, we they're formed to be able to um, provide input and decision making, and they're also all really like already like oh my god, it's so amazing how they're <laughs> running things in this like sim- like a very like non-hierarchical way and supportive system for themselves. It's like almost like they're like, they're already functioning as a board in a way that's like (laughs) a healthy, like, um, like coexistence. It's, it's really funny. Is it similar to, cause I've actually volunteered at girls rock too. Mm -hmm. Is it similar to Nua? Cause I, when I, I observed older teens helping mentor younger students. So like that's is it like is it like Nua in that it encourages leadership and so students are prepared for leadership roles? Um, yeah, that is part of the goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there is like a it, there's only two. It's not the same as Nua though because it's not an open after school throughout the year program necessarily. Okay. They do have a building and it is open after school. <laughs> And they, have, they have like drop in hours. Yeah, drop right? in hours. Yeah. But like they're also they have a summer camp and um lessons because it's a music based, there's like a musical instrument learning component to the mm-hmm. whole thing. So um it's pretty focused. It's like if you don't want to learn a musical instrument, then yeah, it would be like there's other things to do, but it's most it's a it's a music based program so it's very like there needs to be some like musical lessons <laughs> in it <laughs> there needs to be like a yeah. an instructor sort of like feel yeah, yeah yeah they're not exploring the chords together <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a tool that yeah, needs to be learned totally how to exactly okay, yeah that that's sense. what i was trying to say yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah. but um yeah so it's it's a little bit different but then the same thing there's also 
like uh, the seniors of the camp year or like the there's like a GRIT program and a VIT program, which is basically VIT stands for volunteers in training. Oh, cool. And it's like that transitional time, like post 18, but not quite. Yeah. The adult volunteers yet. And then same thing with the GRIT. GRITs is like one um, stage younger, which is like they've done the program, you know, once or four or up to four times, maybe throughout. uh, So they're doing sort of this mentoring chip part two, but they're still in part of the camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's different ways that they are doing that sort of like step up, step sort of learning thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. I really wanted to talk to you, Priscilla, because you, you've you grown up in these arts nonprofits or arts communities mm-hmm. in a way in which you were a student. And then you were a mentor and you are now on a board. Like, it's like... I went through it. <laughs> you went through it! <laughs> yeah. 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 Is it funny to think of it that way? Um, Kind of. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it w- it is kind of nice to have had the opportunity to. Yeah. And definitely. And it, it is, it is like nice in that way i think like it was like almost like drinking the kool-aid of it and then like i couldn't help <laughs> it was like then i was just like oh you just had that experience of wanting to continue being being part of it in that way yeah, oh, yeah. and and like not just experience it as a student but also shape it yeah right? yeah 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 well that is the fun part of being involved with that side of it because you have because i have like when when I see that happen and with other people, like I'm thinking of friends at Newer or like um, friends in other organizations mm-hmm. like Sean Ravi and stuff, like it's just we're able to have like that still tap into the experience of it, of like or know like many the multiple sides of it, of right. the experience of it is nice. And then that helps a lot in like the role as a board member, which is mm-hmm. helping and shaping it. And so, yeah, it's fun. It's weird. Yeah, I don't. You you've made me think about it. I haven't really thought about it that much. I've just been like walking yeah, I, well, into it. Well, I think you're wonderful. That's why oh, I wanted no. to talk to you. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, because I didn't Likewise. have right that yeah, experience yeah. as a kid. I really wish I did. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I, I I didn't. And it I is it is it's just wonderful to think of it not as aspirational. I mean, obviously, it is aspirational because you want to have hopeful thinking Mm -hmm. but that you've literally had those experiences and you know what it's like for your students and you know what it's like as a board member you know it's not like a thing you've made up which which can be if it's like a new organization the board Mm -hmm. doesn't have doesn't know what it's like to be a student in Mm -hmm. that organization well they uh, yeah i mean it's definitely yeah it's helped me in my role in board member Mm -hmm. but definitely like one of the cool things that i've liked about seeing this the way that a board is shaped or any sort of collective is made is like seeing how like everyone's experience is different and that like we're all bringing a different chunk to the table of like helpful information or experience that can like be um supportive so yeah mine was definitely the experience of like growing up in that area growing going to school or experiencing those like that side of the student in that sort of similar setting um, but yeah, definitely like all respect to the other board members that are like <laughs> have course. so many other like <laughs> cool like experiences that like are musicians. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and so true, like understand true. like that performance art aspect of it that yeah. I definitely um, don't. 
yeah. um, being like more visual artist or whatever. So I mean, it's wonderful to think about. I feel like the summation of what we're talking about is how an organization is its people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And definitely like when um, that is, 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 stays within its sort of like Kool-Aid drinking water yeah. <laughs> or whatever. It's community. Like community. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm trying to use different words. <laughs> I know. Um, it's boring. <laughs> yeah. But like it definitely helps in um, making it sustainable and, and, and still like work and exist. But yeah, which is fun cool. to see happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just thinking about like when you, when you wanted to talk to me, like the, just thinking about like being involved in a nonprofit and being critical of all systems. <laughs> yeah, of course. And so like thinking of the system, this, this as a system itself yeah. of, um, of how to change some of its outdated patterns and just also be able to still continue to be uh, the structure that is there for people that need it too. Yeah. So that's like a challenge that comes up that was, is way more behind the curtain stuff that, Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about it all as a student yeah. of like where the funding money came, where like snacks came, <laughs> like why these people yeah. were showing up and, as and- like mentors to teach. And like, it was just like, it was very like, not something that I had to be thinking about or involved yeah. with and, and didn't know the sweatiness behind <laughs> or I- the level of work that goes behind. Yeah. And um, I think, honestly, I, I love it when students feel entitled yeah. Which I realize Whoa, sounds cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. naughty of me or something. <laughs> but like, I really, really like it when a student mm-hmm. is like, she will always be there for me, you yeah. know, or like, there will always be food for me. Yeah. There will always, like, this is always my space. I think yeah. it's like, a, if for a student feel to feel entitled to those things that usually, yeah. that aren't necessarily going to be there for them. Totally. But if they feel like they will always be there for them, I think that is like awesome student way to grow yeah. up. Like yeah. I want adolescents to totally. feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> there should be that little bit of stability. Yeah, in, stability. Like, yeah, that, I think the that's program. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So that is like a new change of like not having experienced that side. I mean, experiencing the like the floaty side as a student of like just being able to benefit and like and learn in a space that's like that was where like your stress and pressure was like lifted from the day sort of experience and then being able to do see the other side of it is is good but it's also like different work and challenging because Mm -hmm. again like I'm now doing it with like the perspective of knowing more about all the challenges that come along with it of like needing to figure out like how to uh, like redo a workshop or like everything is like needs to be in order. So it does look seamless for the young person or person involved. So, and it's just, it takes a lot of work. And then for nonprofits, in addition, you have to do like grant writing and spend a lot of time in like fund building. So you're able to have these programs and stuff. So there's like a slight like catch up of mild stress of like, I hope we can figure it out and do it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, they, cause we, uh, we built it and they're coming <laughs> sort of thing. Uh, and so I think that across the board is a, is like a nonprofit thing of like, yeah, but of challenge of like figuring it out. And, right. but definitely like it is to be in this space where these places are doing it so intentionally, like both mm-hmm. girls rock as a board member and sister fire as a member member cool. of just like, there's a slow 
uh, there's a need for it sometimes like quickly to be able to provide for the the people or spaces but there's also like an intentional slowness about them right that like if we're gonna do this then we have to do this right and if yeah. like we can't expand a camp to like three camps if we're not doing this anti-oppression work if we're mm-hmm. not like regarding like doing all this like volunteer support work and like other things that we're switching like it's that's more important the quality is more important than the expansion size yeah, right now it's more sustainable you won't yeah. burn people out exactly you burn out your source resources yeah yeah so that's coming up a lot and it's interesting to see it and to see the flow and and like how people the group of people that are creating it are architecting it or like mm-hmm. figuring out how it will function for the future 10 years and like mm-hmm. down the line and it's it's just really exciting to be able to be part of that part of it totally for sure yeah yeah yeah. and then now with that sort of like with that said, like there is some youth that um, there's youth perspective that is needed. Right. So like definitely having them come in and, and have their contribution in these decisions come in has been like really important to acknowledge that that needs to happen more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and so it's just that's kind of where we're like stepping into now. As Girls Rock. Yeah. Okay. As Girls Rock. Like cool. we're just be- it's like the second month of like the youth board's existence kind of not even the second it might be a month and a half so they're just like now building their bones of like co-chairing they want to make it they're thinking about it's a small group of youth right now and they're they're already thinking about it in ways that i didn't as a young person so that's also kind of amazing just to see like the yeah expansive expansiveness and thinking that youth are already having they're always that, oh my that. god yeah that i didn't <laughs> didn't have until like post-college <laughs> yeah. and they're already having it like and it's just like having conversations with them about power dynamics and like all sorts of um things is like really exciting but they want wanted to create a group that had like co-chair system and it was like they wanted to make it very non-hierarchical and cool so but they also want to like create a space that is inviting for more youth to be on the board because they also acknowledge like what got them to the board, the youth board, like their experience in leadership in school. And like they're looking around and they're already asking like who is not at this table. They're like they want to share their perspective, but they're also acknowledging that their perspective isn't the only one. Right. And to how to be inclusive and to get like to if they they're taking it very seriously of like yeah. wow. respecting that like, <laughs> their decisions that they help us make yeah. is going to affect a whole other class and group of yeah. students in, in addition to them. Mm-hmm. So they're already like thinking about that, which is like That's awesome, amazing. Yeah, I just After don't talk at all. Oh yeah, I don't talk at all during their meetings, except for a <laughs> tiny bit, and like it's just watching them like wow run their shit. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I just like hand over the pizza and like back away. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun to see that. Um, also, like the next generation of people, like do like do step into these yeah. spaces and stuff. So yeah, and especially take on things that have taken these organizations years to recognize. Yeah, yeah, or not necessarily just recognize, but prioritize. Because they could yes. have, yeah, mm-hmm. recognized it a while ago, but to switch to prioritizing, yes, took yeah. a little longer sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's such a good. Yeah, I'll send you the zine. Way to put it. Um, the zine is really good. The GRCA uh, the, racial uh, equity zine. Rock. Yeah, yeah. There's a POC caucus 
in uh, at that um, uh, yearly gathering and that has connected different POC volunteers from different camps and stuff. Cool. And so um, they created a zine. Darlene, one of our board members, who's a rad, awesome human, um, <laughs> she um, is in it and helped build this zine, which is like surveys of different volunteer people's experience with like the question of like, have you experienced racism in the yeah. camp and stuff? Yeah. And it's just like the percentage points of like, or have you seen like that or some like some prompt like that? And then cool. like the, there's like a, a pie graph that's like the white volunteers are like, no. And then like the POC <laughs> <laughs> volunteer yeah, of part course, of it yeah. is like 80% or 90% like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's kind of like a zine to like share like what the the survey was like to share the experiences of what is going on at different yeah. camps because especially if there's there tends to be a smaller amount of people of color um vol- in the volunteer world at the camps the surveys in the zine definitely like had like these sort of like um experiences and stuff in it that was like finally good to share and, and sometimes it's hard because if there's a small amount of if there's like a few of us or pe- people of color in different camps like we're not really um there and at times if there is like an excess of microaggressions or whatever yeah. comes up like the people that you have to talk to might not be around you <laughs> right <laughs> to like actually talk to about it so um definitely when they created a caucus and like we're able to connect at this um, annual meeting and stuff and create this scene to like share is like a cool resource and way to like um, have that conversation in each camp or the beginnings of that sort of like conversation and talk of like volunteer culture. Yeah. um, What it means, like who has not, I mean, that's not something that everyone's grown up with. Right. Like the idea of volunteering yeah. um, and what that, like it, it is a place of privilege to be able to volunteer mm-hmm. um, and all that. And so what that world cultivates and accidentally like leaves behind. Yeah. And so it's definitely like um, helpful. And that's like one of the things that's definitely in like motion of change and stuff cool. in these different organizations. Yeah. Oh, that's Which wonderful. is cool. Yeah. I know. I love a survey. <laughs> I know. I love a statistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Sister Fire had done like a ton of survey stuff in their first year. Um, and it was definitely like Sean Ravi and Dietra's like doing of like collecting it. But it was like it was the first like Rhode Island um, survey, like solely focused on women of color. Cool. And like and like all these different ways. And so it was just like sometimes you just need to see like facts. Yeah. I mean <laughs> to like. Yeah. I think Sister Fire, so they aren't an arts organization, so I wasn't asking you so much about them, but no, it's I'm, okay. let's yeah. ask more, because I know totally. they came onto my radar recently, like in the last few months, because of medical advocacy mm-hmm. for a black woman who died in an ER. Yeah, hospital. Yeah, yeah. She died in an ER, in a hospital, Yeah, um, because basically her doctors weren't listening to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's definitely something that in statistics... There, it's it's showing up, but like also that was just a real person, a real life. Yeah, and um, they they focus a lot more on they focus on justice, um, sort of movement work and um, supporting leadership in leadership and organizing skills for women of color cool. in Rhode Island, and um, they have like helped and do work towards specific campaigns, like 
I, I, campaign might not be the right word, but different situations and like 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 topics. Commi- or, yeah, yeah, committee. So that was definitely like an event and something that like really needed to be focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was affecting like a lot. It was it's just probably like, affecting millions of people. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they're creating support systems for different. They're building um, networks with women. Cool. And so that is gonna co- that's gonna a lot of our things are gonna overlap, and it's building. Oh, ne- okay. Oh, like oh, oh, the for women of color, a lot of things are going to overlap. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 And um, some of the things that they do is like have sister circles and where you're just meeting people in the community like once a month and like connecting instead of like going jumping into like the building, uh, building something aspect of it right away or like just to get to know like who you're, who's around you and like what and listening to different people's experiences. Right. And and, like doing things in a slower intentional way. And then, um, but of course, like things and events come up and there needs to be extra support for these moments or incidences or, or like, like shitty deaths that didn't need to happen. Yeah. Um, and, and so like creating this network of support where it's needed is, is like, there is a big part of what they're trying to nurture. Um, and they also have a leadership camp program for women 18 to 30. So for the listeners at home, <laughs> my microphone just is in microphone heaven now. <laughs> Um, so now we're going to be sharing one microphone. Um, so I'm just going to ask Priscilla to finish what she was saying about Sista Fire. If she can remember, cause it's been a little, <laughs> it's been a hot second. Yeah. I, I was just sort of looking at their, uh, mission statement and just, cause I think you would just, were asking, um, a little bit about, just to talk a little bit about them. Um, and, uh, it was founded by two women of color from Providence, um, that were wanting to build opportunities of connection and network building to support women of color in Rhode Island, <laughs> um, both like with social, economic, and political sort of like skills. Okay, so why don't we wrap this up? So basically, I'm going to ask you, uh, where can F audience find you if you want people to be able to find you online? Um, do you have anything you'd like to plug? And our final question, what are you reading? Alrighty. Um, uh, I have um, a website that's PriscillaCarrion.net, which I guess, I don't know what I do. <laughs> Is it your it's art? like, yeah, it's mostly my art, but then um, I guess like my email might be on there. I, I can't remember. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do like weird. I, as just like as an independent contractor, I just go do so different types of sewing jobs. Cool. So, um, do like from like helping make someone's like a repeat of their pants or like making clothes for somebody or, or sewing things for the theater sort of like costume world. So I guess you can find me. What's it, your Instagram? It's Acha Chai. Oh, well, uh, please spell that for me and the listeners. A C H. A C H A I I I I. I'll link that. <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry, um, but I guess you could just connect with me through there. Sorry. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so, is, is there anything you want to plug? So that's where you can find Priscilla. But is there any like cool project you want to shout out or? 
I mean, I think the whole this whole hour has been or this whole time has been shouting out like it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it would be like if you want to like be involved with cool things like um New Urban Arts or Girls Rock or like other spaces, Sister Fire, if there's something like yeah, tangible. There, we have camps coming up, so we are like in busy mode right now of like things happening because it's the summer camps um at Girls Rock. Um, the youth board, I'm going to plug the youth board because um, we are just in the beginnings of it and we need to think about our pizza budget. So if like anyone wants to like contribute pizzas to us to support <laughs> youth voices, that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm totally serious. Give pizza to the youth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And, um, and now the final question for all drawing a dialogue vis- guests is what are you reading, Priscilla? Uh, right now, I'm reading N.K. Jemison's Broken Earth series. Oh, sick! Have you read that? <laughs> no. I yeah. Just... Oh my god, it's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just, um, I, I don't know. It's like I just want to to read more fiction, and so, um, but yeah, that's a fun one. Awesome. Thank you so much, Priscilla. Thank you. That was the third episode of Drawing a Dialogue Presents. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks again to Priscilla Carrion, and thanks to Downtown Boys for the use of their song, Wave of History, which you can get at their band camp. You can find more Drawing a Dialogue at drawingadialogue.com, including show notes with links to all the awesome organizations we talked about on this episode, and you can follow the Drawing a Dialogue Twitter at drawadialogue. My name is Kathy G. Johnson. Thank you so much for listening and farewell to our intrepid volunteers.